Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. We are back. It's been too long. 2021. I barely remember how to talk. I had to, I had to dust off the microphone, the headsets, but it's good to be back. Spence, my brother. How are you? Oh, Kurt. I'm better than ever, man. You sound better so- than ever. Oh, man. Can you hear this crystal clear clarity? This clarity is brought to you by Stone Age. Stone Aid is an ice cold lemonade or limeade designed to be enjoyed on the go. You can find it at your local supplier or check out the website at officialstoneaidshop.com. Stone Aid, get you one or get you some. It is crystal clear. Am I right? Do you hear this? It's yeah. good to be back with you guys. It's great say, to be back. Stone Aid just sounds out of this world. Maybe they'll be up for a uh, sponsor in a weekly segment on the show. Uh, hey, listen, listen, I, I'm, I'm getting a... Uh, my my next purchase is a uh, a wall tag or or one of those big old wall prints. I don't know what they're called, but it's going to be a big sticker of the Stone Age movement on my wall. So you're going to see it during every podcast. Or if nice. you if you're subscribing to uh, Upside Gold, Upside Gold on YouTube.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, we have a special guest this week. Uh, one a real fan favorite, the Commissioner Jason Collins. Mister Commissioner, how you doing? I'm doing good. It's always good to be on the show, especially before the season, get everything out in the open. Uh, hopefully, I'll get a, a free Stone Aid merch from uh, being on the pod today. Everyone but, uh, will. Let's, let's get into it. Uh, and hopefully, this pod stays all year. You know, the season is not the same without you guys week in, week out. It's an extreme disappointment when I don't get to hear you guys on drive-in. That's the energy we like to hear. Well, Commissioner, the first question everyone has, are you happy to be here? Uh, I made sure that I did not say that this time, so I'm going to defer, and uh, let's move on to the next question. All right, so a lot has happened in the offseason, and I'm looking at you, dog, because I'm sure you don't know this, but the NFL season has added a game, Uh, so it is now a 17-game season instead of a 16-game season, which means... It's now technically 18 weeks, 17 games. So the first question for the commissioner, well, I guess second question for the commissioner, how will the schedule change? Like how, how is this extra game going to affect the regular season, the playoffs and the trade deadline? So not to correct you there, but it's an 18 game schedule now. So 19 weeks, correct? 19 weeks. Yeah. Yes. Um, So right now, uh, as the playoffs sit, and if everyone you know, decides they want to change, we can certainly do that. But I just moved the playoffs back one week. So it's 16, 17, 18. Championship would be the week before the final regular season game in the NFL. Currently, the trade deadline is the same. It is the 27th of November. Um, but I think we should probably discuss maybe moving that back a week or two um, into December. 
um, you know, that's up for debate. So that's kind of where, where we're sitting. Uh, the playoffs, I think, is good, but the trade deadline, I think, is probably up for discussion. All right, so we can kind of dissect all that. So 14-game regular season instead of 13, is that right? Uh, say that again? So instead of 13-week regular season, now we're going to have a 14-week regular season? Correct. Okay. Um, and then the trade deadline gets pushed back. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think – but you said uh, November 27th, that's right around Thanksgiving, um, which is good and bad because I like that, um, you know, it's, it's a holiday weekend. So everyone's just going to be like, no one's going to be tied up with work. Everybody's going to be on their computer, on their phones, um, a lot of trade activity. But so, but I'm also open to pushing it back. I have no idea where that falls in terms of the weekly schedule, but I feel like trade deadlines, one of those things that we can adjust as the season goes on and no one really complains about that. So the trade deadline would be the Saturday after Thanksgiving as it stands now. That's cool. I mean, one of the things I cool always, me. yeah. One of the things I've always wanted to do is have a trade deadline party. So you basically like it's, let's say we have the party on a Friday night at, you know, Saturday at midnight. So 1159 on Friday is the trade deadline. So we just lock ourselves in a room. Everybody gets wasted and we're wheeling and dealing until some deals happen. And I think the best time for that to happen is around Thanksgiving, maybe yeah. right after Thanksgiving. Cause I mean, Thanksgiving is like a, it's like a, a floating holiday at this time anyway. So some people go home to their families. Christmas is what everybody's looking for. So we can all get together that Black Friday, right? Just black out and then be like, wake up and check our phones the next day and go, oh my God, no, 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 no. What did you give me for this? Because you know some wheeling, like you say, wheeling and dealing. Somebody's probably going to offer a little, a little reach around. Somebody's probably going to probably offer up their wife. I don't know. You never know. It could get spicy in there, okay? Nobody's going to remember. So there's no hose bars. All right, we'll put it as a soft maybe on the books. So... <laughs> Before we move on, Kurt, I just want to throw this out there. With the debacle we had with Timmy and Dog last year, you know, it didn't really turn out to be that big of a deal, but do we think there needs to be a trade committee? You know, with me doing it, you know, it's, it's one person gets pissed off at me, the other person, oh, you know, the whole group's back and forth. Do we think we need to implement some kind of system? I say no. Yeah, I, I lean no. And the reason is not necessarily because I don't like trust anyone, but it's because I think that we like over, we, we over assume how much we can predict the future. Like the trade me and Timmy made at the beginning of the season just turned out to be completely worthless for everyone involved. Chris Godwin, like missed the whole season. Uh, Neheim sucked. And Darius Slayton sucked. So like at the time it seemed like a big trade, but it turned out all three of those players were basically worthless. And if you look back at that trade with dog and, and Timmy, Timmy didn't even make the championship. It still gave, no, it sucked for Pross, but he still, he still made the playoffs. And, but it's, you never know if, if one person gets injured, right. Then he looks like a genius and that could happen. So, to bar that trade, 
based off because we're all being biased off of that. And Timmy still didn't make the play, didn't even make the championship. Call it what you want. His team didn't make the championship. So to look back and say, like, should we adjust based off of that? I think that's a bit uh, overreaction. Well, last year I plugged it into Fantasy Pros to see how even they thought it was. And it was like a 70 30 for Tim over Dog. So should there be something where if it's that high off of there, should I start denying them? I don't think I've ever actually denied a trade. I don't know if we should deny. I, I think there's a slippery slope. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. The furthest I would want to go is like forcing dog to explain himself other than i think the reason everyone got so mad last year is because dog was just like i don't know i just i just wanted to mix it up or like he said something stupid like that and but if if someone can put together like like a valid reason and it's between two teams you know at the time i think dog is right around 500 he's still in the playoff hunt timmy had a really good team the only reason everyone got pissed off is because Timmy had the best team and it made him better. And so th- the other side of it is every time we make a trade, like, like it's really hard to make trades. And every time we have a trade like that and tell bitched about how stupid that person is, it, it, you know, puts pressure on people where they don't want to be the ones to look stupid. Like that's not going to bother me. Probably not going to bother Spence. But I feel like there are some people in this this league who would be like, not necessarily timid, but let's say they're hesitant to make a trade. Timid, timid would, is a good word. They would err on the side of, all right, I don't want to hear everyone bitch. I'm just not going to do this. And I, I don't want that to happen. So if anything, I want to create an environment to to promote trades and like incentivize trades. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, I mean, let's, let's say, I, I'd say Brad would be that person. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Definitely AJ. Um, <laughs> Nash less is nuts, Hanks. And probably even Tron. Tron, Tron, Tron will back out of trick because he doesn't want to hear Tim bitch. Like, and, and like he doesn't want to get the individual messages from Tim. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, those three are the top three that are gonna are gonna bitch out because of that. You forgot to put drama in there. He he's gonna text six people <laughs> to make sure he wins. Now I gotta keep dra- I gotta keep it. drama on my side because you know, whenever whenever a bad trade is about to happen. Out of his favor, I got to bring him back some. I got to bring yeah. him back. All right. So kind of some follow-up questions with the, the playing teams or um, the schedule. Like, is it just part of, of the game? Or now we're at a position where, so you play, if there's 12 teams, we're going to play everybody once, and then you're going to play three teams Twice. A, a second time. So is it just like, all right, you know, if you get a good break, you get a good break. If you get a bad break, you like, let's say you had to play Tim and Mark last year twice. That sucks. But if you had to play AJ and Spence twice, then you probably made the playoffs. So like, (laughs) you know, like what, what do you think about just that, that situation as a whole? Uh, For me, I think it's just, kind of luck of the draw, kind of like the NFL season, you know, like if you have to play like the AFC North, um, you know, if you're in the NFC, like that's kind of a tough schedule. Um, yeah, I've kind of looked in where you play everyone week after week and it's kind of complicated. I, you know, I feel like it's, it's not as fun. It's not as much trash talk if you're just playing everyone, you know, mm-hmm. six teams are going to win, six teams are going to lose. Um, 
and then you know kind of takes a little bit you know the luck out of it i think or or the competitive edge out of it so what are you suggesting on this kurt i don't really have a suggestion i agree i like the um, the so the term for the other one is rotisserie where it's just like highest points wins you're just scoring points but it does kind of suck because you're like you're not you don't have that that head-to-head matchup um and it can go both ways. I mean, sometimes if you're the 11th highest scoring team and you play the 12th highest, like it's fun to squeak out a win. So, you know, there's there's both sides of it. I like the way it's at. I just think um, it sucks those years when it falls that way. And I, I looked into divisions this year um, and I, I just didn't like it again. Like you play, I think it's, uh, you know, there'll be three divisions. You play two teams in your division twice. And then you play all the other teams once. Um, same, like, you know, what if you know, all four teams in your division are the top four teams? You know, you're kind of fucked. And then some shitty team gets in because they're in a shitty division. You're kind of like uh, like the Cowboys, Redskins, like how their, their playoffs did last year. The NFC lease, as they call it. Yeah, right. I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think, I, I think highest points should, Maybe maybe be rewarded a bit more because that's the skit that that's what we're trying to do, right? That's that's if you're putting up the most points, you you have the best team. Well, actually, so so it's not how what what have you have you gone back and looked at who the winner and their total points? How they how they stack up for the past few years? It's usually the person with the most points against is the one that gets fucked. Yeah. So I actually I did do a um I don't want to like over overcomplicate it, but like the technical term is regression analysis. So in Excel, there's a there's a thing you can run where basically I looked at like points scored, draft position. Um, you know, points against, uh, all that kind of stuff. And the one that does correlate the most to winning. So like what's called the R squared is it's points against by far. So it, it adds an element of luck for sure. But I think there's also, it's pretty close that if you have the best team, mo- like most of the time you're going to win, you know, like Mark was the number two seed last year, year before that dog was the number one seed. Um, so it's not like the six seed is sneaking in and running. Um, the, so to Spence's point, so two possible suggestions. One is what we used to do in tits league, uh, where top five seeds make the playoffs. And then the six seed is the highest sco- remaining scoring person that didn't make it. Yeah. So let's say you just get fucked a bunch and lose, but maybe you're like, the third highest scoring team, then you would be the sixth seed. So that's one possible option. Um, and then the other one I've seen is the two buys are determined by, you know, the first buy is just whoever has the best record. And then the second buy or the two seed is the team that's the highest scoring team without um, record. So actually last year that would have changed it because Tim, I think, would have been the two seed instead of drama. Drama was the two seed because he kind of had like a, a fortunate regular season schedule. So those are two like alternatives, like ways to do it. 
yeah, I think we leave it, you know, as is for now, but I think it's definitely something to look at in the future. I, I kind of, I've been against it for a while just because, you know, we go off record, we go off record. So, you know, if you're that six seed, you know, battling to get in and you're in, you know, say you're the eighth or ninth team and you like went out, but you still, you know, you're not going to have more points than the ninth team. Um, you, you know, you're going to be like, fuck, you know, I'm not going to make the playoffs one way or the other. So it kind of takes it out because, you know, hey, I, I got to have a 250-point game to even catch up because maybe you had a 40-point you know, game or, you know, your bench didn't let you have, um, you know, all your starters. So you just took a big loss one, one week because you didn't want to drop anyone. Yeah. No, I'm overall, I'm good with, um, with the way we do it. Um, all right. So next, uh, IR spot. Are we keeping that? And then any COVID like stipulations, um, any changes there or just, I guess I give everyone a refresher on what we do with that. So last year we added in the IR spot and it was basically for COVID. Um, it's kind of coming back, I guess, you know, we're already seeing a couple of players that are getting it. So I think we do keep it, but the player has to be, has to have COVID for you to put them in there. If not, then it's either a bench spot or you drop them. And I guess that's kind of up for debate. And if we do not want the IR spot, I think we add in one more bench spot. I know last year there's a couple of people that you know, didn't really like only four bench spots because it kind of set them up for where they had to drop a good player or, you know, they had to take a loss because they just didn't have enough room on the bench to stash. So that's up for debate. What do you guys think? I think we got to make the bench deeper. You say you want to add a spot? Yeah. I think. Do you want to do you want to keep the IR then, uh, and just have it COVID, or do you want to get rid of it? I'll, um, I get 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 rid of the, get rid of the COVID one. It's, it's get, like, rid of, get rid of IR. I, I think that yeah, you should get rid of the IR, add a bench spot, and let us keep our players, man. Like, I really got screwed last year with injuries, and I had to. I'm not gonna go in. I'm not gonna go deep into it, okay? But <laughs> a lot of people got hurt, had to make moves, and I had to get rid of some players that I thought that I could stash. So, in in the, in these troubling times, you know, I want to make sure everybody's out there, mask up and uh, vaccinated. But <laughs> there's there's you never know what can happen. So, uh, and, and and we really can't we really can't tell what it's doing. To the body internally. I mean, is it making the bones weaker? I mean, you know, is 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 the is is it putting more? <laughs> All right, but you know, I'm gonna let it go. But I, you, you never know. You never know. And I don't want to, you know, get real hung up on who I have to drive. It's just too much stress in my life already. Now, if somebody gets injured, I gotta worry about that stress on a Tuesday night on a waiver wire. That's not in these times, man. Not in these times. We can we we can talk about it again post pandemic. It's still a pandemic. Don't forget that guy. Mask up, get vaxxed. Yep. Perfect time to thank uh, one of our sponsors, the IR Sprout, brought to you by Moderna. Uh, welcome to Moderna. We believe mRNA is the software of life. So I think the IR spot. Um, if we have it should only be for COVID. And I mean, the perfect example last week or last year was like, you know, Brad used it for Christian McCaffrey. And I think, I mean, the dude was out, whatever, eight, 10 weeks, however long it was like, 
or Austin Eckler is another example. Like then you should be forced. If the dude pulls a hammy, like you should be forced to decide, all right, I'm keeping him on my bench or that. I think the IR spot should be if you have Patrick Mahomes, he tests positive on Sunday morning and you got to scramble last minute to, to get another quarterback, but it's really only a one week plug. And that's, I think it should be just COVID spot, like IR spot. Um, I agree. Uh, I'm not going to complain about one more bench spot. Um, I do want to give uh, a shout out to um, two things brought up by the only person to submit questions. Uh, the first one, they requested one less bench spot, which would bring us to 11 total spots instead of 12, uh, which it seems to seems that we all disagree with that one. Um, hashtag defund the bench. And then, uh, he also, he'll, he'll remain, remain anonymous. Um, but he also suggested less fab, which I, I don't even know, like what, what would the number become like 75, maybe 50, but maybe less fab. I don't know. I, maybe it might make the people that don't spend their money, spend it quicker. I appreciate the suggestions. Um, <laughs> You know, thanks for participating. It shows your heart's really in it. Probably going to have a good season. Um, you know, myself, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of people that don't even use the free agent budget now. Uh, I think we just leave it at 100 and let, let the big spenders spend. But, uh, you know, I'm leaning towards, obviously we can take it to the vote in the chat, but I, I'm leaning towards one more bench spot and kind of leaving the, the IR, just like you said. Like, if Lamar Jackson gets COVID for a third time, like, do you want to have to drop him or do you just want to put him on, you know, COVID? But as soon as they come off, COVID, I think you have to drop, you should have to drop someone. And I can, you, I can obviously change their, uh, their bench if they don't do that. Cause I, I think there was a, a few times where someone, I think Timmy might've done it or someone, we left them on in the IR for a week or two to keep, you know, five people. Um, so I think that's just something we implement, like right as soon as they come off, you have to drop someone. Yep. And then I also think there should be a penalty for not, you know, like a, like a luxury tax or something. Um, because now that's an extra day, extra week that somebody doesn't have that player on their team. I would say if you don't do it in a day, I take five bucks away from you from the free agent budget. I like that. I like that. That's the authority and the energy that we're looking for in a commission. All right. Um, next, uh, I guess topic of debate, last place penalty. I think it seems like everyone agrees there should be something. Um, and you know, unfortunately with, uh, our, our cancel culture, we can't wear t-shirts anymore. So what should, what are some ideas for the last place punishment? 24 hour waffle house. I think that's awesome. Somebody can, somebody can spend a Saturday. I'll, it's probably going to be sucked. So I'll babysit or something. You know, I've already been in talks about that. <laughs> I've, I've seen that one. The one I like the best, and hopefully, you know, if we have do this, we're going to have to have an in-person draft next year, which hopefully we'll do. COVID will be over and everything we planned ahead. Um, I think it was in Philly. They made the 12th place person stand on the corner for an hour, like looking homeless, holding up a sign that said, I suck at fantasy football. And then they were like asking for like donation. Please donate to help me get better players or something like that. So like they all like sat and drank beer on like outside the house and he was like living on a corner in the slums of Philly, looking like a bomb holding up a sign. 
Who's going to do that? 12th place. Subs. All right, all right, realistically, would you do that? I mean, for one hour? Yeah, one hour. I'd rather do that than sit in the fucking Waffle House for 24 hours. Man, because I'll be honest. Waffles. I've, so a couple years ago, um, we went to IHOP where it's like, I don't know what I don't know what it was like nine ninety nine all you can eat pancakes, and I think I had three and like thought I was gonna have to be rolled out of there. <laughs> so twenty four waffles like that would be like excruciating oh, pancakes. Yeah, yeah, that that would, that would be terrible. Uh, another one I saw is uh, they made a guy take the SATs, and while he took it, they just all like pre-gamed, like tailgated in the parking lot until he got out. And then, like, they posted a score on, like, Instagram, like, to see what he got. I would never do that. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the problem. Like, anything, like, fun, you know, no one's going to do like that. that. That's not fun. That's not fun. I I might might do that. I have a buddy, uh, you guys, Ryan Hawk, his league, they do tattoos, and they've done it for three years. Two out of the three have actually gotten a tattoo. The third person obviously quit the league. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would do it. I, don't know. I would do a tattoo over over uh, that last one. What was the last one you said? The SATs. Yeah, but no way. I don't I want would, people to see how stupid I, would, I am. I would take the Wonderlick, or I would take a IQ test. But the SATs is like four hours or something, and I mean, also you could just like. Circle, circle, circle. Like answer C every time, and then just walk out. I don't think I don't think you can leave until like each section is timed. So you, even if you did that, you would still have to sit there because you're not allowed to go ahead. But uh, whoever sent the one in like the TikTok thing, I think that's like an easy one. It's kind of like embarrassing that you know maybe you could do. I don't know if, if anyone's gonna put on a bikini. That's yeah, I'm thing. open to it. I mean, I'm open to anything. So we'll see. Hopefully the. The chat has some good suggestions. Yeah, we should definitely vote before, uh, yeah, before the draft because right after someone's going to be like, oh, no, just the shirt again. AJ being, you know, two-time loser, I think he should have to do something special this year. Yeah, the other one, I mean, I've seen ones where, you know, last place pays for something, whether it's, I don't know, pizzas at the draft or – like, I don't think they should have to pay for someone else's entry fee, but there's all kinds of stuff you can come up that's, like, sucks. But um, I don't know. My other league is talking about doing a – Maybe just run a 5K or something. Like, you have to, like – or something yeah. phys- physical activity. Like, something that sucks, but it's still, like – it's not – I'm too old to be like humiliating and shit. Like, I'm too. I'm. I'm way too fucking old to be putting a goddamn bikini on. And I'm not. I'm just not doing that. Like, I like I said. I do, I do the I'd tattoo. I'd rather put on a bikini than run a five k. Exactly. See, I mean, but no, because a five. Honestly, a five k would be shorter than like sitting in traffic for an hour. I mean, you could like walk out with absolutely no training and run a five k in less than like. 40 minutes i run a 5k in 27 but you know no 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 biggie <laughs> and no biggie all right so I mean, we're, we're the track star now so he might be setting records if he, if he has to do a 5k 
And he might that might give him motivation to be last place again. <laughs> He's setting records for last place. If he gets third two in a row, does he have to like we have to consider kicking him out? No, he's got to go. He's got to go if it's if it's three in a row. Okay, relegation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, like I was I was close to that. Like if anybody is in that in that place, that it goes to like three in a row, you have to leave for a year. <laughs> or not they like for you, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to be last place three in a year. And we could I guess we could make an exception and go back and look at like your injury history, but he hasn't had enough injuries to be last place three times in a row. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. So some potential rule changes. First one, we talked about it in uh in the chat for a while. And Tron, you originally brought it up. So Two QBs, aka Superflex. Uh, what what have you learned from TikTok that you want to share with us? So I did see it on TikTok, but you know, there's a lot on there. But I mean, it did kind of make sense. Like, you know, for most of the league, no one drafts a quarterback until seventh, eighth, maybe even not at all in, in some of the drafts. Like two out of the past three years, Patrick Mahomes went undrafted. He was number one quarterback. Aaron Rodgers went undrafted last year. So it's just like it's the easiest position to have a good quarterback. Like most of the time, unless you have Mahomes or Rogers, it's pretty much like, you know, it's a zero zero in in your scoring. So after like the 10th or 11th quarterback in the league, you know, you have to have a good one. So maybe it forces you to, 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 you know, take one in in the eighth round or the ninth round or something like that. So that's kind of why I did it. I mean, right now it seems like it's kind of a useless position. Like, I mean, there's definitely a huge gap between like the 10th and 11th and like the 15th. Yeah, I agree. So the, the like official argument for it is in real life football, quarterback is the most important position, but in fantasy football, it is a position that is the most replaceable. Um, So whether you have Patrick Mahomes or Ryan Tannehill, it's like, all right, two extra points a game, three extra points a game. So um yeah, I mean, I'm open to it. So the two possible ones, it's two quarterbacks, which means you would just start two quarterbacks, or super flex, which is it's another spot, which could be running back, wide receiver, tight end, or quarterback, whereas the other two flexes we have could only be running back, wide receiver, tight end. Um, I like that. So most people end up starting quarterbacks because they score more, but you're not, like, completely obligated to. So I don't know. I mean, I'm – I'm open to it. I, I guess um, the only Does that put Patty Mahomes number one overall. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times he does go in the first round for super flex leagues, but um, I mean, I here, here's a perfect example. So Aaron Rodgers was the number one quarterback last year at 474 points. The 24th quarterback, so someone would have to be starting this guy, has almost 300 points less Gardner Minshew at 24. So it's a huge gap to have a good second quarterback where you are fucked. I mean, 300 point different. But I mean, okay. So what's the argument well, against it? Because uh, it I might, think, yeah, it I just, think, it tilts the league for people is, that, that gets that gets two good quarterbacks. I mean, is there yeah, enough to go around? I think that's the, that's the big argument. Um, you know, is there like that is that is huge. So say, you know, whatever you take, uh, 
Aaron Rodgers, and then you get Justin Herbert. That's 700 points, eight, almost 800 points, and Gardner Minshew at 187. So that, that's a huge gap. But I think it's, it's kind of like the tight end situation. Like, if you don't get Waller, Kittle, or Kelsey, huge drop. Um, but, you know, most of those tight ends pretty much after that are kind of all, you know, same level. I mean, there's a big difference in, in the quarterback. So, I mean, I, I think it's worth a shot. I know a lot of leagues do two quarterbacks. But, again, is someone going to bitch, like, that there's not enough, you know, there's not enough good quarterbacks. Like, all right, yeah, I just got fucked because, you know, I was left with Minshew or Daniel Jones or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's like it's it's one there's only one quarterback that's playing every game on their on, on each team. You feel me? So yeah. there's only what 32 teams? Yep. So that if still means everybody could draft everybody could draft two quarterbacks and then like half the teams could have three. And honestly with the Saints, you could draft two Saints quarterbacks. So yeah, I'm open to it. Um I don't I guess the the only argument of like why you wouldn't is maybe you just don't want change. One of the things I like about it is it creates um and honestly I've never played in one of these leagues, but Same. I know that it creates other avenues to to like how you how you draft your team. So right now we're all just kind of a slave to ADP. It's like, all right, we got our top 6 running backs and then maybe you take a receiver maybe take a, a running back, but we pretty much know the first round of the draft this year is going to have like eight running backs and four receivers. And then the second round is going to have like seven running backs, four wide receivers and a tight end or something similar to that. Whereas, all right, if now if we add this in, then like maybe you start um, like you get Patrick Mahomes in the first round and like you said, Justin Herbert in the second round. Or you have to decide, like, all right, maybe I want to go, like, Saquon and Jonathan Taylor or something like that. Like, you take risky running back. So, I think it does create other ways for people to build their teams where you don't just have to, like, follow who, who should be next on your cheat sheet. Yeah, my only concern with doing it is, like Spence said, there is 32 teams. So, I'm not too sure how the buys would work with that. Like, is there, because I think it's only two teams are on a buy at once, right? Well, so that's, so that's why you have to do super flex rather than two QBs, because sometimes the buys just fall that way. And like, and let's say, so there's a strategic advantage to have to drafting three quarterbacks, three good quarterbacks and keeping them on your bench, as opposed to only drafting, let's say you draft one quarterback early and then you take someone really late, like you take like a Justin Fields really late or something like that. That's kind of a risk, but those bye weeks, you may have to start another running back or another another receiver instead of the team that drafted like Ryan Fitzpatrick, Kirk Cousins, and Ryan Tanhill or something like that. Like the, like three safe options. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Brad had three quarterbacks on his team <laughs> a couple of weeks last year uh, for whoever knows what reason just to be a dick. Um, and I hear what you're saying. I, I like, if we do it, which it's obviously still up for, for vote. I don't know if you were going to want to do it. I kind of want to keep it away from the super flex because I feel like once we do the super flex, it's totally going to get away from the quarterback again, where we're just going to do, 
everyone's going to have one quarterback and hopefully, you know, they'll probably just start plugging in a wide receiver or running back, you know, or tight end or whatever that they had on their bench that's been going off. Like they'll get away from the quarterback as soon as they can. Cause like you said, it's probably gonna be a shitty one. See, I disagree because like, I mean, I don't, I don't have like an ADP in front of me, but I'm guessing right now, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick probably goes in like the 12th round and a receiver that you could draft in the 12th round is probably like Sterling Shepard or somebody random like that. So even though Fitzpatrick might be like the 28th drafted quarterback, he's going to score a lot more points than Sterling Shepard is going to score. So, I mean, personally, I would always start a second quarterback because I would see like a, a strategic advantage to that. Yeah. That makes sense too. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So yeah, I mean, I think overall it adds it adds a wrinkle. Um, it's just kind of kind of up to everybody on on whether they want to do it or not. Yeah, from going off of it, I don't I don't think the league's going to do it. You know, we like change, but but we don't. So, uh, but it's just something to consider. I think like the quarterback position is kind of useless. I mean, Brad's going to take one in the third round, and then maybe someone else is going to take uh, Rogers in the third or fourth or whatever, and then there's going to be a run in the 10th or 11th round like there always is. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it for scoring then. Um, the next up, so this was one of my suggestions that I I've, I've know we talked about it before, um, but I'm just going to keep bringing it up until somebody agrees with me. Uh, tiered PPR. So basically the concept is – Running backs, PPR is 0.5. Wide receiver, PPR is one point. And then tight end, PPR is 1.5. And the idea is like you're balancing everyone out. Because right now, like last year, I mean, we can look at the teams that were really good. They had Dalvin Cook and they had Alvin Kamara, which are pass-catching running backs, which the only way you had access to them was just by happening to be at the right place at the right time in the draft, which we'll talk about next. Or but, by paying Tron or. <laughs> but I think that um, this just balances it out. Like it, it just makes, makes them all even where, you know, Tron, you mentioned it earlier, if you get Kelsey Kittle or Waller, <clears throat> but then after that, you might as well wait till the 10th round and draft like, um logan thomas or somebody random like that so again it's another way to similar to two qbs to even it out so that it gives everyone some freedom to build a team however they want because like right now if you have a top five pick you're going to take one of those top five running backs because it's just something that if you have the 11th pick <laughs> i'm not picking on you because you have the 11th pick but like you just you just don't have access to the same upside as CMC or Dalvin or Alvin Kamara. Like you're just, I mean, drafting Joe Mixon, he's just that's there's no possible scenario where he like scores the same amount as them. I, I'm I not got. I'm not too. I mean, I I think I've definitely been against it, um, but I think. I think if we talk about the draft that we might not have to have this conversation 
about changing, you know, the, the point system. But um, if I had my vote, if we were going to change it, I would say that we leave, you know, running back, wide receiver the same. They both do one, but then the tight end would definitely be like 1.5, um, which would then, you know, incentivize, you know, someone to take, you know, if you're uh, like myself, or if we're 11 or 12, uh, Suggs and I, like, I would probably definitely consider taking Kelsey at, at 11. He was probably going to catch 100 balls. Um, and now I know he's getting 1.5. I mean, that takes his stock way up where you might see Kittle, Waller, and Kelsey go, honestly, early. You know, you know maybe a James Drake where you take uh, both of them. <laughs> All right. Well, I, 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 I think the 0.5 for the running backs would be key too because that's the kind of change I'm open to is to throw, up, throw off the ADP is is that because sometimes running backs will get bullshit catches out of the backfield that shouldn't be worth that much they're not that good but they you know they their their value goes up with that so i i really like that that half point for i like that whole that whole layout and i think that's that's something that we should vote for uh hold on i'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up a a stat from last year if you guys want to keep rambling about this, uh, this topic. Yeah, I mean, but... I'm not opposed. What, what was the what's the yeah, because like running, running back oh, so last I'm, year? I'm pulling it up right Antonio now. Antonio Gibson. Okay. Yeah, Antonio. He was getting seven catches, but he had like 12 yards. No, no, not him. Not him. Like, yeah, it's not Gibson. Um, JD McKissick. He, he was getting 10 catches for Nash. He had exactly. like 15 yards. Half right, well, a point. I'm Half gonna, a point. I'm Do you start him? Right Half a point. Do you dra- have a point? Do you draft Alvin Kamara, CMC at that value? All right. So, JD McKissick last year, let's see, 25. JD McKissick was the number 17 overall running back last year. He had 110 targets with 80 catches. And some of the running backs he outscored, uh, fan favorite, J.K. Dobbins. First wow. round pick, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. First round pick, these are first round picks from last year. First round pick, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Miles Sanders. Um, ri- another rising star like J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. Um, so, yeah, uh, he outscored, well, Austin Eckler was hurt, but outscored Austin Eckler. Um, so he outscored, uh, Lombardi Lenny outscored. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, um, I think you should put it, you should do one of those polls, Kurt, uh, after you send this out tomorrow and just see what everyone votes. And if everyone's good with it, we just change it before the season. I mean, I think everyone still has enough time to, uh, do some mocking, um, if if it changes anything. I'm going to try to pull that up now. Like I said, I'm pretty sure the most popular response to that was fuck you. So I think that, I think that was me, <laughs> but I still voted. Yeah. Um, did somebody say because stone cold said so? Yes, I did get that one. Was that Tim? No, nah, it was me. That was you. I'll have to go check. All right. So, all right. Well then that, you know, you, you highlighted at it. Um, the I think people drive. need to hear this first, though. So, Spence, and, like, you want to take that. the running backs. You want to take the running backs down. Do you want to leave tight end receivers the same? 
No, I want to. I want to take tight ends to one point five. One point five. And leave 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 receivers the same. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think like explaining it, and if people listen, they listen. But so maybe somebody Brad won't. One of the responses was, and I feel like this 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 might be Nash. Yeah, probably Nash. Um, the response was no. I'm already confused enough. <laughs> That's definitely Nash. Had to be because dog cross. dog would just never vote. He he doesn't even look in that chat. Yeah, is he allowed to? <laughs> I think he when he's in the basement, he's allowed to get his phone back. Was that um, his man cave? Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is actually I, this. So this sim, is similar to, um, you know, the two QBs about how it's the most important position position that doesn't really matter in fantasy. Last year, Derrick Henry had one of the greatest seasons of all time with 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, and – he wasn't even close to Alvin Kamara. Like, wasn't even close. <laughs> Alvin Kamara had 900 rushing yards, and he outscored him by, like, a significant margin. I mean, like, it's just, I don't know. There's, you know, there's advantages to it, but at the same time, like, I think Derrick Henry is one of the best players in the NFL, and – should be rewarded for that. He, does, he doesn't really matter in fantasy. Yeah. So who knows? Um, all right. But, you know, maybe we add bonus points for like 10 plus yards or long runs or something like that. All right. Well, this brings us to like the, the big topic at hand is the auction draft. And, a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people just don't like change. I think that's that's the main reason to it. And and honestly, I mean, I like snake drafts. I like doing mock drafts. I like roster baiting, thinking about my pick. There is like some nostalgia involved in it, but it, it's like a heart versus brain situation where I know that the auction makes so much more sense. And I will, you know, I'll show my hand a little bit here as the number two pick, but because I'm trying to brainwash Brad with some private messages every day. Um, so I'm hoping he doesn't listen, but you have such an advantage this year and last year to having the first pick by having access to CMC that no one else has like it, the amount of targets and touches and every, like he's, he's the consensus number one by the only, the only argument you can make is that he gets hurt because he's eating too much cake in Tahiti. But like, I think every, it's just luck of the draw. Like everyone should have access to him. And if you don't have access to him, then like you should be able to pay 10% less and maybe have action or access to Dalvin cook or Alvin Kamara or somebody like that. Like, it really is like, I know people say, all right, if you have the 12 pick, you also get the 13 pick, but it's, it's not the same. Like having Christian McCaffrey and whoever you take at 24 is not the same as having like the fifth best receiver and the, the eighth best running back. Like, it's just, you, you just can't convince me it's the same. 
So I don't know. I think my personal opinion is like, Tron, you just have to tell everybody like, this is the last year we're doing snake trap. Yep. Next year we're doing auction trap. Like give them 12 months to wrap their head around it. That's the thing. Um, but it, it's this year in particular, it really hits home because like it creates having the, the first pick creates such an imbalance. That's all I got. And that, that's the thing. It needs, I, I, I really think it needs to be said sooner. So if we're going to, if we're going to do it, let everybody know at the draft, right? Boom. We're going to do it because it, it's always being brought up midsummer. And I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to figure all that shit out in the middle of the summer. And I'm also not trying to lose 500 bucks. And I'm also not going to do a side league because I'm not going to give that the same amount of effort. So. Yeah, so, you know, I, I brought it up for the past two years. Um, yeah, it might have even been before that, yeah, that I brought it up. Uh, you know, me having the 11th pick, it, it's not, you know, the reason I think I had a sixth pick last year and I still want to do auction. You know, I thought it would be easier to do our regular league um, and then, you know, draft again since we all like to draft all together. I just thought it would be like an extra added bonus. Um, but I see what you're saying. But we're, I mean, just, we're too lazy also. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, like you said, it, you know, and, and not complaining, but, I mean, it is it's, – it's not as fun and it's kind of unfair, you know, that – you know, I want CMC. Maybe I want to spend $75 on him or I want J.K. Dobbins. But I know there's no way that I'm getting him. You know, it sucks going in. You're literally doing mock drafts and you're crossing people off. Like, oh, I'm not. No, I'm not getting him unless I take him a round or two before he's supposed to go. Um, you know, just to have your certain player. I think I think auction is definitely the way to go. I mean, like you said, it's luck of the draw. Brad has CMC two years in a row. Every game CMC played last year that he wasn't injured, he had 30 points. So, yeah, like you know, subs in my pick. You know, whether it's whoever Saquon or digs you know they're not probably going to get 30 points you know every game and we're already having you know like cam Akers was definitely uh an early second round pick you know probably a 13 14 15th pick you know with him being injured that's another running back you know right off the thing um i think we just definitely got to get rid of it i mean i I, kinda, I think i said last year that we were going to be done with it but we get a lot of argument in, in the draft where people are like i'm not doing it like they don't know how to do it they're not willing to like you just said they're too lazy to figure it out i mean I've done a couple on Yahoo. I mean, yeah, it definitely takes longer, but it's pretty easy to figure out. Like they, they tell you, they, they'll give you like online, hey, Christian McCaffrey is $20. And then you, it just goes down the line. Like if Brad was number one, Brad can do 21 or he can skip it. Curtis can do 21 or he, they can get skipped. So I think it's, I good also, way. it's just more so, fair. Like if you want someone, like you, you, have, a, you have a good chance to get them. Like the right, sleeper, so. this league is so advanced. I think everyone knows that like the sleepers, but if you don't have that early pick in the eighth round, or that tenth round, like six other people in this league know that that guy should be gone now. So with that, with that, right? I also think I don't think people can visualize what the live auction draft could look like. So what would that look like? It's it's very easy, especially now that we do it online. So it'll go up, and it it basically does like the ADP. So it'll go Christian McCaffrey first. And then it'll do Dalvin Cook first. So it won't do like, you know, running back receiver. It'll just do ADP. So we'll probably go through those five, five running backs first. And then it'll go to Devontae, Tyree Kill, uh, Diggs. And anyone can just bid. And it would just go, you know, if Brad already picked, if, say Brad picked CMC, paid 50 bucks, you know, then they would go to uh, Dalvin Cook. And 
Curtis being the second pick would get the first chance to bid and then it would go to the third pick. And if he wants to bid higher, he can bid, bid higher. And then we just keep going until like everyone passes and the last bid, say it was Suggs at 12, bid 40, Suggs gets them. And then it goes to the third pick and then they get the bid on. So know, these Kamara. are all blind bids? No, no. everyone sees, everyone it's a, sees it. It's truly, what you're bidding. it's truly an auction. So, so what, what, what if, what if we, what if we did that part live? Like we all brought real fucking money. Oh, right? and we, count- we, we hired an auctioneer. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we all, we counted what we had before we, we went in. So if you throw some money or whatever, you get, you make sure you leave with what you came in with. But we hire an auctioneer and we fucking bring real money and we start bidding. We start fucking screaming and fucking bidding for that player. That That's what I imagine. I mean, we could literally do that where it's just the, the 425 buy-in. And you just throw it in, throw it in the middle, and then you know, pick it up at the end. Uh, when you're out, you're out. So if, even, if even any, when you're out of money, you still like you'd still get to pick people. Yeah, if anybody like wants to visualize it, if you go to the Yahoo mock draft lobby, and then instead of standard mock draft, you pick salary cap mock draft, you can jump in there. And basically, what it is is you like like what Jason said, you can just go straight down ADP or like the rankings, or you can suggest players. So like, honestly, I'd probably the first one with the second overall pick or however we do it, I would, I would suggest JK Dobbins or like something you can have fun with it. Or I would like, everybody knows Stefan Diggs is my favorite player. Like I would suggest him or I'd start with like, all right, Sammy Watkins first bid who wants them like shit like that. So there's like, there's ways you can have fun with it. And then also like, it, it just, again, you know, I, I brought it up with the two QBs and the other things like it creates other ways to build your team. Like there's, I don't, I mean, Spence, what are you, are you three Spence? Are you four? Three, three. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're Championship seeing three, you're seeing it a little bit the same, like, all right. So at two and three, we have whoever's left over after, you know, Christian McCaffrey, there's that like big four, big five or whatever. And then you just got to wait a a while and see who's left. But like, let's say I wanted to start my team with like Najee Harris and um, who's the other rookie, Uh, Travis Etienne. Like, let's say I wanted to build around all rookies or some like crazy shit like that. Like you just, you don't really have that option because he's going to be gone by my, by my 23rd overall pick in the second round. Um. So it just, it gives you more paths. I think that the thing I like about it is each person has more creativity to, to build the team they want to rather than like, so, so we saw Suggs draft from his other league and yeah, they have keepers, but I'm sure realistically, if, if we put our draft board up against their draft board, there's going to be a bunch of similarities because we're all kind of following the same like ADP or the same rankings for the most part. Um, so I just think an auction creates an environment for people to like do whatever they want. Yeah. Your team is, is structured around your pick. You can, you are going to have probably five guys that you're able to pick from in, in your draft position instead of like, again, you know, JK Dobbins is on the Ravens. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to have a chance to get him. Obviously I can't get CMC. I'm not going to get Kamara. Like that sucks knowing there's going to be a handful of people, you know, even in the late rounds, like, Oh, I'm not going to get him because his ADP is a six. So he's only going to drop maybe a couple spots and I'm at 11. I, I think it's just, it's time. Like you go to auction, you can get whoever you want and you can build your team 
know, however you want. And then I think there's going to be a lot of people that blow their, you know, blow their loads. You know, maybe two people that draft Dalvin Cook and CMC because they think that's, you know, that that's going to be the team. I think it's just easier. I think it takes a little of the luck out of it too. Like your your team is only as good as kind of your position. I mean, I think Spence said it probably four or five years ago, which I've kind of paid attention to it the past couple of years. Like the the back of the draft is 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 not that great, and especially I mean the workhorse running back is is getting eliminated in the NFL. Like Curtis said, there's like the top six or seven, and then you go into like, you know, the elite wide receivers. Um, and then, you know, you're playing, uh, you know, duo backfield or whatever. So, you know, if everyone can get on board with, you know, me saying it's the last one, but I definitely think this, this should be the final year of snake. Yeah. I think um, you should not put it up for vote. I would like, say hey if anybody has like a valid reason that they want to talk about like i'm open to listening um but otherwise it's the last one and the one i mean the thing that like hit home for me was when i looked at um the the first round of last season with the final standings and like you know they obviously had great drafts and did it i'm so i'm not like taking away from um, I mainly like Timmy, Mark, and Nash. But if you look at the first round, so this is last year. Brad had CMC. He got hurt. Um, upside had Zeke. On it, like the whole Cowboys team just evaporated. Uh, screamed my pants, which I think was Suggs. He had Saquon. He got hurt. Next was Timmy. Had Alvin Kamara. He stayed healthy. He had the best team in the league. Next was Michael Thomas, who... He had a terrible season. Tron's team sucked. D- then was Mark, who had Dalvin Cook, stayed healthy, had a great year. He won the championship. I had a terrible pick who got hurt. Uh, my team sucked. CEH was a bust. Sam's team sucked. Derrick Henry had an awesome team. Uh, Dog had a top four team. And then finally, Nash at 11 had Devontae Adams, who had a great year. He made it to the championship. So basically, like, Obviously, Julio got hurt, right? Yeah, Julio yeah. got hurt for you. So, yeah. if your player got hurt, your team kind of sucked. If your player stayed healthy, then your team was good. And that's not like like Nash with the 11th pick. I'm not like picking on him, but if I had the 11th pick, I probably would have taken Devontae Adams too because he was like the best player available. But if I had the second pick, I definitely would not have taken Devontae Adams. Right. So, there was a certain bit of like – you were in the spot that forced you to take that player and, and auctions eliminate that completely. And, and the only way I would, and it, you know, it's what everyone thinks, but the only way I would consider doing snake again, uh, Curtis and I talked about this is like where you change the, um, the way it goes after like the second round. So, you know, one through 24 and then the 25th pick is actually the 12th pick and it goes backwards just for that round or whatever. Just yeah, to so even it up, but yeah, so it's called third round reversal. So basically, the idea is if if you're picturing a snake draft right now, you start at one, you go across to twelve, and then at twelve we work our way back down, all the way to twenty four, and then instead of you know three dot one being the first pick again and going back, you would jump back to twelve. So this year, mm. Suggs would have twelve. For- he would have 13 and then he would have 25 and the draft would continue that way. And the idea is that like, 
you're at such a disadvantage of having 12 and 13, maybe 25 and 26, even it out a little bit, or just 25 in this example. But yeah. And that's obviously, you know, it's obviously too late to do that for this year. You know, it is what it is. But next year, if everyone, you know, for whoever's against auction, but I think we can go get on, get on board with it. I mean, I think, I think everyone's in agreement. Like if you want to get a player, you'd love to have a chance to get him no matter what, you know, no matter what your position is, like maybe overbid for him. Cause you think he's, you know, he's your favorite player. Or you just think he's going to go off. Yeah. Um, I think we're all in agreement and I think, yeah, you just have to throw down the hammer and do it. And the thing is like, so, I mean, what is, this is like, is this our 10th year? Maybe this is our 10th year. Um, I think last, last year was the 10th. I, I thought. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, this is the 10th year. Wait. Oh yeah, it's the 10th year. We should, we should do something sweet. The 10th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. 10th anniversary. Um, so yeah. But the point I'm saying is if it sucks, we'll just go back and then we're going to have the league for, you know, another hopefully 70 years um so i don't know i got nothing else but that yeah i'm i think i've said my piece on it i'll just kind of let everyone hear it see if anyone voices their opinion on it but then just kind of say hey you know this is it and you know give option a shot if everyone hates it you know it's one year of it and then we'll just go back but if we go back we got to do the did a three round thing that we talked about, I think, you know, but again, it's up, up for debate. So, yeah, I guess to whoever's listening and we'll bring it up again in the chat tomorrow, but like, I'm, I'm genuinely curious of if someone else has a reason of why we should stay or why we should not do auction other than I don't like change. It's too confusing, but like, I am open to the alternative perspective. So I, I hope someone shares that if they have it. Yeah, um, two, two years ago, I believe the, the gripes were, you know, I just love the snake. Um, you know, I love knowing, you know, who I'm going to get beforehand, you know, but that's, again, it's kind of, you know, it's pointless. Yeah. Like the first, first round is, I mean, you know, pretty much like the 14, 15 players that are going and who they're going to already. Yeah. All right. So um, I got to, again, I got to give a shout out to um, our list, our one listener who submitted a question. Um he would like to suggest points for the quarterback and the receiver who draw defensive pass interference. <laughs> I'm just going to say no. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, okay. He's the only one <laughs> sending in questions. So, yeah, appreciate, can't be too appreciate mad, the uh, suggestion. Yeah. Keep them coming. Um, all right. So, the buy-in for this year is 425. Is that right? That is correct. Um, so two-part question. Nash suggested 500. Um, so one, what's your thought on that? And then two, what is your long-term vision or plan or like hope or where do you see this league for both the buy-in and where, why don't you let everyone know where the league is going? What's what's the the five and ten year plan for the league? So, you know, and this is just my personal view. I mean, I, everyone in this in this league makes you know pretty good money. Um, you know, this is like a you know seventeen week thing, so that's kind of the way I, I figure out when I play it. Uh, it's four twenty five this year, just because 
you know, a couple people don't want to raise it, but, um, you know, I would definitely like to do 500 bucks this year. Um, but that's, I just don't think a couple people are going to do that. And it is what it is, but you know, my long-term goal, um, you know, for this league at some point, I, I would like it to be a thousand bucks, um, you know, huge winning. And I mean, I would like to do like an actual vacation with all the guys, you know, once a year, like that Vegas pool or, or something like that. And, and if we do do that, then maybe we just keep the, you know, the buying at 500 bucks because it's, you know, expensive trip or whatever, but that's kind of where I want to see it. Uh, you know, I'm, it is disappointing that it's uh it's a zoom this year. Um, I mean, you know, drafting in person is like the best day of the year um, to see everyone to talk shit and just go out and you talk shit at the bar about your team, but that's just kind of my vision. Um, and we'll see, you know, hopefully the league stays together. Um, but uh you know, that's kind of where, I, I mean, everyone else does like a bunch of other leagues and I get, you have, you know, you have other friends or whatever, but like, I mean, this is the, everyone's main league. I think this is the most competitive. You talk to probably these people the most, like, you know, maybe you don't do those other leagues just because you're probably better at them. And, you know, in this league you suck or something like that, but that's just kind of where I see it. So, you know, hopefully we get there and hopefully we don't lose anyone. I think we got a pretty solid core. So we'll see what happens. And of course, Nash wants to do a 500 bucks. I mean, that's dropping the bucket for him. I, I, all right. So I hear the $500 buy-in. Um, I'd rather, and I think this would help even with the $500 buy-in, maybe even the $1,000 buy-in later on, consistently go places. And like, if that means drop the buy-in, the buy-in for that year, but have the live draft somewhere. I honestly think that that that's the draft is the most important part to me. Obviously, I've never won it, so I can't experience. I I can't speak on the the holding the trophy part and 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 getting the money. But the draft is the most electrifying part of the season. And the more like coming off of the Philly draft, I was like, yeah, like fuck it. If we're going to go, I, I, I'll throw, I'll, I'll up the buy-in for this. I'll, you know, like, it's just a vibe, I feel like. I feel like if if we just consistently just have a little little, little small guy's trip, maybe a day or two, go somewhere for the draft, turn the fuck up, then we can talk about having a draft, the, 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 the bigger buy-in. I don't, I don't want to have a big buy-in over for a Zoom draft. Well, First off, I, I have to say thank you to you guys and to the league because I know it's my fault the draft got moved this year. But it it is a weird year because the world's reopening. Um, and about to reclose. Yeah, it's about to reclose. But it's also, I think, I think we're getting closer to the point where Labor Day weekend is going to be less and less about just like partying at secrets and more and more about we're taking like vacations either with our significant others or as a group. So I think it'll be easier. My, my guess is I think Labor Day weekend will like Saturday of Labor Day weekend or Friday of Labor Day weekend will probably become where the draft will happen. Um, we should, I mean, once we should just get Nash to buy a house at like Deep Creek or something and then have it there. But yeah, it's because you don't want to do it too early because like what we're seeing with the injuries right now. Um, but I agree. The draft's awesome. I mean, hopefully we can still some people that are here can get together and have 
something, you know, whether it's at my house or Tim's house or something. Um, but what we're doing this year. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It's on a Monday. Like I'm, I can, it doesn't matter for me. I can still just get wasted if I want, but, um, I don't know. I, I, me, me, Timmy, and Nash, and, and Cross, we'll all be at Nash's beach house. Um, but like, like you said, I think on that Monday, week, yeah, that Monday, Monday, okay. I think Labor Day weekend is is like a you know a good time, but it's gonna be hard to get away from your girlfriend or wife on a, on a holiday weekend. So, you know, if we do something like that, do we got to consider them being there if that's where we're headed? Yeah. So when, then, I mean, then maybe it's um, you know we plan it out as and we bake it into the price somehow that like we get one of those giant houses in Outer Banks or giants houses in Rehoboth or something like that. And yeah, it's going to give that. us like six hours and, and then just shut the fuck like, up for six hours. Yeah. Be like, all right, look from three to eight on Saturday, you guys go get some massages or something. Cause. Cause we're, we're going to be doing a lot of cocaine and a lot of fucking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and a lot gonna, of drinks. We're gonna be auctioning off some players. Yeah, like imagine being like all of it on CMC. Woo! Done, baby. Yeah, I'm down for that. I mean, I, I'll probably start looking soon if that's something we'll deal with taking in the group chat. But like Outer Banks, like booked up quick. I, I looked at houses there like as soon as summer started and everything was kind of gone. Well, no, and the, I mean it's hard right now because of everything that's reopening, but also like. It's also, I mean, holiday weekends, you have to book it. Like I know my parents rent a place every day, 4th of July weekend or every year, 4th of July weekend. And they've had the same house for like 15 years where it's just, it auto, auto reply or like auto resubmits or whatever. So like the people don't even ask them. They're just like, are you coming back next year? And they're like, yep. And they're like, all right, it's already here. So a new person doesn't even have the opportunity to rent that. And I think Labor Day weekend's the same because it's a holiday. So yeah, we either, so we'll just, I'll, I'll send Nash some Redfin listings of some places he should buy and then <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> he's looking at, he's looking at Fort Lauderdale right now. So maybe fingers crossed there. See, no, it's gotta be drivable. Like it's got, yeah. Cause then when you, when you put a plus one in that's, that's 24 people plus, you know, multiple people have kids every year. There's going to be more and more kids. So then it's like, you, you got to be able to fit them in, in a car and like get them That's there. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, outer banks would be awesome. So maybe we get a place down there. Hopefully ether fucking goes up a little bit more. Just take care. Yeah. All right. Well, one last thing before we start talking about NFTs and, and pudgy penguins. Um, so all right. So you mentioned to looking at it weekly, which I think is, is a good way to like, you know, she sh either shrink the window or like kind of see the forest through the trees. So $25 a week is four twenty-five, um, which how much time we all spend on it. Like how much, like, I mean, if you just think about the amount of time, I mean, I sit on the couch every Sunday for seven hours and then like how much money you make from work, like your, your hourly rate of whatever your job is, you're pissing away money doing it. So you might as well up the fantasy stakes up a little bit. So that's 425, which means 50 times 17 is 850 a year. Uh, let's say we did $75 a week. That's 1275. So it's really, you can get above $1,000 
while it's not that much money when you think about it that way, I mean, dog just has to eat at Chipotle a few less times a week, lay off the extra guac, and then you're you're halfway there. Yeah, that, and that's the kind of way. That's the way I look at it. Like we spend so much time on it, you know. Like in a sense, you said like you never want it, but I mean, it is like a cool feeling when I, you know, I painted Curtis, you know, two grand or whatever it was, and you know, it's your friend's money, and it's just like free money from like watching sports. Um, and I think, you know, if we got to like a five, six, $700 buy and like, you know, I think we have people in this league where I'm not afraid you're going to pay. Like you could send me to 50, you know, once a week, I, I'm pretty good at keeping track of it. We haven't any issues with payment. Um, you know, but it's so a, are you guys, both, them chickens, like, boy. if, if we can, are you guys for like making it 500 this year, if we could get everyone, um, to do it? I think we should, I mean, it's too late for 500. Like I've already planned for 420. This year, four twenty-five. It's in my yeah. budget. Like, do you guys see it? You know, I, I see the vacations or whatever, and I'm willing to definitely like. If we're doing vacations where we're going to Deep Creek or we're going to Outer Banks or Myrtle Beach or whatever. Um, yeah, let's keep it at five hundred bucks because obviously, you know, the experience is is worth that extra five hundred bucks to be together. But, um, you know, if we're not going to do that, I don't see any reason that's not a huge buy-in to like. We are going to do that. We are yeah. going to do that. We're speaking it into existence. That's happening. Cause these Zoom fucking drafts fucking suck, dude. Like, I love you guys, but like, I want to fucking, I want to be a, in a room full of alphas and maybe a few betas. Yeah, I mean, it's cool to it's cool to have the pressure. It's cool to like shit on Spanish when he takes Cole Beasley instead of Adam Thielen. Like, it's cool for him to take JGI in the first round. <laughs> that did happen that year too. So don't 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 front. Yeah, I mean, so there's. There's like a few different ways we could look at it. So if, if we're at 425 right now, you could say, all right, I'm going to raise it 35 a year for the next 10 years. And that puts us at, let's see, 425 plus 350. I mean, that gets us to 775. You could say, I'm going to raise it $50 a year. Um, that gets us to four or nine seventy five. So, um, I mean, if you go back, if you go back to the chat last year, at the very beginning of the league last year, I said we were going to do a discount this year, but it was going to go up the following yeah, year. No, I, re- I remember that to four fifty. Mm-hmm. No one really said anything, and then I said it this year, and of course we had, you know, the the certain you know people complaining about it or whatever. But you know. Like I said, everyone in here makes decent money, and it's, I guess it's just if you want to put, you know, your money into that or whatever. But I mean, I, half of us, you know, we'll go out, we'll spend two hundred fifty bucks in one night, you know, or, for birthday or whatever. I mean, I went what out. If, I went out on Friday night. We got like pizza and then some drinks beforehand. I spent two hundred dollars, and honestly, I didn't like any of it. Exactly. Um, all right, so. Overall, I made some progress. I think um, I think for the buy-in, we keep it where it's at. I think you offer people the opportunity, like say, this is what it's going to go up at, you know, certain amount per year, but I'll offer people a payment plan. And it doesn't have to be public. Like if, if you need to say, hey, like Jason, I'm going to pay you 150 a month rather than 600 at the beginning of the year, then that's fine. Like you do what you got to do. Like doesn't have to be, can be like on the side. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think it, it should consistently go up. 
the other part of it, and I think this is why, um, you know, people are against it, basically, mainly Suggs, who's never won, is I, I think the key is is creating ways for so it's not like a top heavy prize, like creating to win. other ways for people to win. So having the weekly high score, like having other things just to keep people engaged. Maybe if you make, I mean, once we're at like $500 or, you know, 750 for the buy-in, you could still take not that much money. And then the winner of the consolation bracket gets 250 bucks. Like if we're pulling from a pot of $12,000, like 250 bucks is what's that like 5% of the pot. Like it's not, it's not that much. So I think just continually continuing to be creative about like how we pay people out and how we do like things to keep everyone engaged. So that it's not just like, all right, the one dude who wins it walks away with $11,000. Yeah. I mean, I, I would just do, I mean, if we, if we can keep raising, I would just do like high score each week, like, a bonus if you get over 180 or something like that. You know, the consolation bracket, I think it's tough because, like, I lock the teams. So, you know, what if you're fucked? You know, you're in the championship you know, bracket, but you got four people that are hurt and you can't pick up anyone. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, there's definitely avenues, um, and we can definitely do that. But I think, again, like, everyone makes good money. It's just, you know, getting everyone on board with it. And, you know, if there, anyone has an avenue, you know, if you don't think you're the best at fantasy football, but you just love being in the league, if you think there's another way for you to make money, you know, all ears to do it. But, you know, I just think, you know, as we, you know, we just spend so much time on it. Like, let's, let's make it worth it for us. You know, like how, you know, how great would it be for me to hand you seven grand and then, you know, the rest is, you know, high score, second place or what, you know, whatever it is. 